Hello and welcome to Just Fucking Win, the preview show on Saturday at 3. My name's Andrew and I'm joined by one of my very favourite co-hosts, Kenny. How are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, Andrew. How are you, mate? You good? Yeah, all good here. Um, obviously, I, I wasn't on the uh, the review show, but thoroughly enjoyed the fact that we got what looked like quite a straightforward 3-0 victory over Wraith. Um, and I was able to do it uh, at the Bermondsey Beer Keller, which is the home of the London Rangers Supporters Club, which I can highly recommend if anyone finds themselves down near London Bridge. So, Fantastic. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a lovely, lovely day out, all, all concerned, um, along with the stag do for my cousin's wedding. So I was feeling very, uh, let, let's say, Tired and emotional um, at the end of it, <laughs> yeah. Um, but but certainly a good day out. And uh, yeah, we we obviously now bring our focus back to the league, uh, taking on Motherwell, who I think in in contrast to maybe some of our more recent league games, maybe represent a bit more of a uh, a threat for us as far as we go. They've been on a decent run, uh, three wins and a draw over the last four games. So you know. And a, and a team that's quite stubborn to break down as well. You know, they've got a strong defence. They've already got a minus six goal difference uh, as compared to a lot of the other teams around them in the league, you know, who are in the teens. So it, it's going to be an interesting one. But how do you see this one going, Kenny? Uh, well, how do you see it going? Uh, l- listen, it, it's it's always a tough gig, isn't it? It's always a tough venue for Park. Uh, they are going well. They've got their new manager in. Um, they started very, very well with him, uh, Kettlewell in charge. Um, they're, they're, they're on the up, aren't they? They're, they're, they're you know, certainly, drift, you know, pulled themselves away for the relegation zone. Uh, probably try to look for the top six now because they're only six or seven points behind uh, and we're getting close to that split. So they'll be looking to try and win this game, I would think, Andrew. Yeah, and I mean, we still aren't at the stage yet where... where... I think teams have the same fear around us that they might do against Celtic. Uh, although we've been in fantastic form ever since Beals come in, we, we've had a history over the previous year or so of being potentially vulnerable in the league. So, you know, it, it, was, it is a game that they will certainly try and make stuffy for us. Uh, so I, I don't think it's as open as shut as their ninth, we're second, we'll, we'll blow them away. Especially, as you say, they're, what, seven points away from, from being in the split, that's certainly achievable over the next couple of games. So they'll, they'll be looking to try and pick stuff up. Yeah, they will be. Uh, there's no doubt in it. That's what they'll be looking at. Um, as I say, they're pretty much pulled. They're, they're not out of the relegation zone completely, but they've pulled themselves uh, away from Dundee United and Kilmarnock for certain. And yeah, as I say, I think it'll be an interesting, exciting game. I think there'll, there'll actually be goals in it. I think they will come out a bit. Um the big lad Van Veen uh, scoring goals for fun at the minute, so mm-hmm. he, he needs watched. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. I've got to say, really looking forward to it. Yeah, me as well, man. I think you know. Let, let's talk about Van Veen for a bit because um, he is a danger man. Um, he's he's been in prolific form. He's uh, got the same number of goals this season as Cholak. So big Tony goals. Got to watch his back. I think uh, Tony's Tony's ahead just slightly in terms of like uh, how efficient he's been because as far as I'm not aware, as, as far as I'm aware, Van Veen hasn't been out injured for any extended period of time, and obviously we lost Cholak for for a period. But he didn't get any goals between October and now, so you know it's going to be interesting to see how how well he does because I think as I mentioned to you just before we came on air, it, when we played them previously, he did look like a real danger and. 
you know, we, we could say that our defence has not exactly been stable and uh, maybe that's going to be a bit different this time. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how, how our defence handles them in terms of uh, in terms of play. Yeah, every time I see the, the, the big guy, I, I actually really quite like him. He's the, the scourge of Aberdeen as well. He's, he scores goals every time he plays against him, which is always funny. But um, uh-huh. yeah, but he, listen, they've got some decent players in their team. So not just him, but he is in a rich vein of form and he'll, he'll need a watching. We need to make sure we defend properly because he's he, for a big lad, he's decent with his feet as well so you know he can hold it up he can bring people into the game so we need to make sure that we defend properly on Saturday particularly with the way the kind of form that he's in 100% yeah I think he's not the only familiar player to us uh, in that team obviously we've also got you know a you know, dear legend of the club, really, Sean Goss, um, who's, uh, <laughs> who's actually just uh, been called up for Northern Ireland. So, you know, obviously... Oh, uh, has he, seen some he has, yeah. yeah. I didn't know oh, that. Oh, uh, Kenny, I do my research for this. Yeah. <laughs> In the previous <laughs> months, got, got to do the work. Uh, I, well, let's be honest, I, it's not something I've been keeping a close eye on uh, in terms of his career. But, you know, it, it's interesting to see some of the players that we had you know, in, in perspective, in you know what looked like weaker squads, to be honest, getting these international call-ups, it's, it's yeah. certainly interesting. So, you know, and and then obviously we we also have uh, Liam Kelly, who's been uh, you know a rock for them for the past few seasons. He's uh, was a keeper we we let go, um, and I, I think you know retrospectively you'd look at that and what our keeper situation is now and and think you know maybe that could have gone differently. Um, he's been called up alongside Xander Clark and Angus Gunn. Uh, Boy from Norwich, my English team. So mm-hmm. none of none of these guys have been capped for Scotland yet. So it's going to be interesting to see who's getting the call up. Does it does it go to Gunn, given that he's the one who's switched allegiances uh, from England, uh, or, or does he go with someone who's more familiar with they, say the Scottish setup and and go with Kelly or Clark? Not but, sure what he'll do, uh, Steve Clark, but it wouldn't surprise me if he um, he certainly capped Gunn. Uh, you know this international break coming up, um, and he, by all accounts, he's a decent keeper. I haven't seen much of him. Uh, Liam Kelly, as you say, we know all about. So I've all, I always quite liked Liam Kelly as a keeper. He's done made a good career for himself, hasn't he? And he certainly um, he's done well this season. Actually, as far as my where he's been pretty decent for them. So yeah, it'll be an interesting well, yeah. one. That like I say, he's part of that defence that you know I think is in fact. Going by goal difference, the third best in the league. Um, yeah. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, I'm not. I'm not reading that correctly. He's uh, fifth best in the league. But yeah. still, you know, it's um, it's it's interesting to see how well he's been performing. Part of that's going to be the the defence he's with as well, obviously. But certainly a player who can represent a bit of a challenge for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, listen, as I say, I, I always quite like Kelly. I think he's a good keeper. I think that defensively they've been fairly solid all season, haven't they? So um, he'll be part of that. They, you know, they've got the big lad Mugabe at the back as well. And yeah, they look a decent enough side to me. Um, and we'll have our hands, a job in our hands, making sure that we come away with the three points. Um, yeah, it's, it's away from home, which is never, you know, the, the easiest thing in the world. But, you know, the the run of form that we've been on, uh, like I say, unbeaten in the league since Beal's come in. You you would hope that we've got enough to to get this one over the line, especially given the way that we performed. Um, 
I don't want to dwell too much on the Wraith game because you guys broke that down in in a fair amount of detail on our uh, review pod. But you know, we we have struggled more against teams who set up with uh, more of a low block as opposed to teams who open themselves up against us. You know, we saw that contrast between the uh, the Hibs performance and the Wraith performance, where Hibs were a bit more gung ho were a bit more aggressive against us and were duly punished for that. Wraith did not come out to play particularly against us, uh, set up to frustrate and defend for the most part. And we saw that we struggled a lot with that, albeit we did eventually manage to take it to a 3-0 win, which, you know, always looks quite nice as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it so it's, it's going to be interesting, Kenny, how, um, how we work to break this one down. Well, it'll depend on what they do, isn't it? You know, if they, if they are trying to hit you know, top six, then they're going to have to come out and try and play and try and beat us. Um, I don't think over the course of this season, their form uh, at home has been particularly good at all. I think they've picked up a majority of their points away from home. But with a new manager in, uh, with a big crowd, it's the usual for us. It's just go there, win the battle, let the better players do the do their business once you've won that battle, isn't it? And let's see where we go, because I expect us to win the three points, but, you know, it'll be a tough game. And for me, it's one of those venues that we actually traditionally have done pretty well in. So uh, it holds no fears, but yeah, you, you need to go there and be professional and get the job done, Andrew. Yeah, I don't think it's one that we can afford to switch off on particularly, but yeah, as you say, if we're in form, doing our jobs properly, then then it's not going to be a problem. Uh, as we said, it's away from home. It's also back on the telly uh, for a change, uh, live on Sky Sports. <laughs> How unusual. <laughs> well, it's weird, you know, trying to trying to put the kind of exciting teams on TV and maybe promoting the game somewhat. Uh, oh, it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> what a stupid notion that would be, eh? Absolutely. Like, it's just, it's incredible, isn't it? It just... It's a it's a story for another pod, isn't it? Yeah, this TV deal it's crazy. It is and nuts. It, we did touch on that in the preview for the uh, the Hibs game as well. How ridiculous, yeah. really, there was that both the Hearts, Hibs, us, and them, all the top four teams in the country, all playing against each other. Was it on telly? Nah. Well, no. right. Uh, so yeah, it, it's good that we're back on the TV. It just mean more people can get get to watch it uh, because we'll obviously be struggling for ticket allocation in terms of uh, the away fans getting into to Firhill. But yeah, it'll be it'll be good to uh, to see how we uh, get on with that. And uh, yeah, after that we're we're into the international break as well. Uh, joining Liam Kelly uh, in the Scotland team will be uh, Ryan Jack as well. Um, <laughs> That there's there's always been this this concern about Ryan Jack and and getting a Scotland call up because it feels to me at least like every time he does get a call up and goes away he comes back injured or something um, so it, it's tricky for me because on one hand it is a reflection of how well the player's doing in terms of his performance but on the other hand I don't want him to play or do anything to damage himself because um, he's been proving to be a real important player for us we, we did see that you know in the Wraith game where albeit against a different style of opposition how less effective Lundstrom was uh, as opposed to Jack uh, along with Raskin and Cantwell so I don't know Kenny where, where do you sit on that in terms of the um, in terms of the players going away listen it's it, it's always a a kind of honour, isn't it, to be called up for your national team? I think it's quite important to Steve Clark. Actually, I think Clark likes him a lot. Um, I think, unfortunately for Jack, sometimes he has got a, 
a number of, of decent midfielders to compete against there. But my concern will always be exactly the same as yours. He comes back carrying a knock or out for a fortnight or, you, you know, it's one of these things about, uh, do, you, do you remember the story when Gerard was there where he turned around and said that he had, Steve Clark had him uh, had Yeah, it was, the, it was the different running. style in training, right? Yeah, it was something like, he ran 14 kilometres or something like that one day in mm-hmm. training. Um, so, you know, he, Ryan Jack's got uh, continued injury concerns, so he has to be trained right and you know looked after, and that that is always a concern when they go any player goes away, you know, on international duty. But uh, you know, it's big. He's got big games for Scotland there. You know, Cyprus at home and Spain at home as well. So you know, there's three games in a week, so he will be playing. So we'll just need to hope that he comes back uh, fit as a fiddle, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed for that, obviously, but we um, we can only hope, right? No, I was just going to say that I think that is part of the thing, that he, he, Clark does rate him, and, uh, you know, it didn't surprise me, you know, him getting a call-up at all, because Clark's been very complimentary about him, and we need to, as I say, hope that he gets back, uh, because we have got some big games coming up as well, and we, we need that boy, we need him, because he's very important to us. Completely agree. Completely agree. Uh, so we'll touch briefly on uh, what's been said uh, in some of the press conferences. We're recording this on uh, Wednesday in terms of full transparency. Um, if you're listening to this when it went live, then it came out on Thursday morning. So, you know, we're recording this before the press conferences. Um, Michael Beale has talked, uh, I think, in the post-match conference after the Race Rovers game about players he wants to retain for his team. Talked up Ryan Jack, talked up Ryan Kent. One player he didn't talk up in terms of staying was Alfredo Morelos. Uh, we had rumours that he's uh, potentially signed a pre-contract with Seville. That's been denied by the club, or at the very least they've said you know they're not aware that that's the case. Uh, we've had nothing from Morelos' camp. Uh, so, yeah, obviously haven't confirmed anything themselves either. But I, I think it's fair to say in terms of how Michael Beale was talking about Morelos versus some of these other players that his chances of sticking around look a lot less likely. Yeah, uh, we had a good chat about this, uh, Chris and Dave and myself, uh, on the review sh- show. And yeah, uh, it just doesn't look as if he's, you know, Michael Beale I'm talking about here, doesn't look as if he'd be particularly bothered if he does go, does he? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just a lot to do with attitude and commitment now. And I don't think he's been particularly impressed since... Uh, Michael Beale got the job. I don't think he's been, you know, I think his patience has worn very, very thin with a few players. Alfredo Morelos being the prime culprit in that, I think, which is sad. But as I, I said on the review, if if the story is that, you know, he's looking at £40,000 a week, uh, I don't think I'd, I'd give him it either. I, I'd be in the Michael Beale camp with that, to be honest. I think he's just been here just a little bit too long now, Andrew, and Better for both parties if he perhaps moved on, to be honest. Which is sad, but it's... It is, it is. I think uh, Morelos, since he's come in, has been you know, a player that a lot of fans are going to love quite a lot because he he is a character. He offers a lot. Um, he has delivered you know, some fantastic moments for us. He's scored some critical goals for us as well. He is currently our top European goal scorer. Um, so we can't forget you know, the kind of effect that he's had. On the, on the team, but 
you know, unfortunately, a lot of what we're talking about is the Alfredo Morelos of a couple of seasons ago. Exactly. Uh, certainly since his his long-term injury, which was his first long-term injury that he's had in his career, he he has not looked like the same player. He He's still scoring the occasional goal for us, but we already have a player or two who will score the occasional goal for us. And certainly Michael Beal feels to me like someone who's more engaged in that kind of value for money thing. I think he will look at the amount of outlay that it will take for Alfredo Morelos because you, you've got to remember the wage bill is a commitment of its own sort. You know, that the board are financing that. They are having to pay out for that. For him to countenance signing off on, as you say, something like 40 grand a, a week for a player who might not be delivering as much, you, you can have a look at that. You can take a money ball approach and say, we're going to replace him with like three players and we'll get the same assists, goals, whatever out of him. I actually we'll... said... I actually said that last night on the review mm-hmm. as well, that, you know, for the kind of money that the, the lad wants, you could get two decent strikers for that. So, yeah, um, I think that is exactly as you say, you, uh, you know, whether it's Ross Wilson, the board itself, they've got to weigh that up and say, you know, is it is it worth it? Because we just know that Morelos goes through periods where he's mm. not great, is he? So it's a shame, but... yeah. And and I think uh, we we want to get more to the stage where even if a player isn't having a particularly good game, they are still contributing something. You know, someone like Ryan Kent, even if he's not scoring, which let's be fair, he doesn't do particularly frequently for us anyway, still contributes in other ways, still has assists, still brings other players into the game, still, you know, allows defences to be broken up. Uh, Alfredo Morales, if he's not at it, doesn't add anything for I think that's the issue that I you know again I pointed out uh the other night there that um we how would you put that he, he's doing just enough at times Andrew he's not mm-hmm. he's just not fully committed himself and I think the the relationship between the club and the player has pretty much broken down to the point of being irretrievable I think so it's, as I say I, I'll be sad to see the guy go he, uh, I love him as a player love him as a guy he's a, he's a lovely guy you know mm. in terms of the the demeanour he has on the pitch and all that it makes me laugh and giving me joy over the years but I'll not be overly uh, disappointed to see him go sad you know sad as it is yeah the club moves on well, that's it. And uh, we know what we're looking at. Uh, I think what we want to see is a fairly substantial refresh of the squad come this summer. Morelos going out, potentially someone like Kimar Roof going out. Um, you know, we we know that there's going to be a lot of change in this squad. So freeing up that wage, his salary, that, that, that does represent, you know, an idea for Michael Beale if he feels he can use it better elsewhere. So... Now that we've slagged him off for the past 10 minutes, <laughs> do you reckon he gets a start in this game? No, I don't, actually. I think he'll start with Cholak. I think he's kind of pretty much already said it, Bill, hasn't he, that he's going to go with, you know, if you get possession of the shot, it's yours to keep. I didn't think uh, Cholak played particularly well against Wraith Rovers, being honest, but um, we won the game. He he did his job up to a point. Um I would actually think that I, I would like to see Morello start on Saturday because I think he does cause Motherwell lots of problems. Um, but I think he will more than likely start with, with Big Tony because uh, of what he's already kind of said about uh, the, the future and the way he's going. He's, he's already beginning to pre-plan for next season. So I would expect Joe like to start. Wouldn't be 
I, you know, wouldn't be disappointed if, if Alfie started either, to be fair, but I'm pretty sure he'll go with Big uh, big Cholak. Yeah, and we know that, obviously, we don't have Kamara Reef until next season now. He's uh, confirmed that he's going to be out uh, getting surgery, then recovering from that uh, until the summer. So, uh, as you say, Kenny, in terms of forward planning, we, we pretty much only have a game every weekend now. We don't have any of the midweek issues, so fitness is not a massive concern in terms of rotating the squad particularly. Uh, This is probably the lightest schedule that Rangers have actually had uh, this side of the season since but we were uh, still struggling for European qualifications, so pre-Gerrard. So uh, that that represents a bit of an opportunity in terms of both, you know, being able to stick with a relatively settled team like a first eleven as well as giving Michael Beale a bit more extra time to focus on the training as well. And we obviously have this international break coming up after this game that, uh, you know, we'll have certainly a, a good chunk of the squad back home to uh, to focus on that as well. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. It will be. And uh, again, you, you kind of mentioned it there about the no European games. It's been a, a kind of very strange second half of the season with that, isn't it? it you know, where you're used to the intensity of two games mm-hmm. a week. We just really haven't had much of that at all, and it's been a an unusual uh, situation to find ourselves in. Uh, where I think I think equally as well with the uh, the league being in the state that it's in, and unfortunately our current rivals for the league looking unlikely that they'll drop any points. You know, uh, as important as the games in the league are, they haven't had that same intensity where you're fighting over points and you know keeping an eye on if the team over the other side of the city are going to drop any as well because. Unfortunately, neither situations look particularly likely. We we have kept winning since January. They haven't dropped any points either. No, and you know there's nothing we can do about it. We, you know, since Michael Beals came in, as you said, we've dropped two points. Um, and if anything, due to the goal difference, the gaps actually increased. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's, there's there's nothing you can do about that. You just have to kind of hold your hands up and say just. Keep winning and see if anything can happen. Uh, we've still got two games against them. You never know football. You know, in football, things can change very, very quickly. But And you'll never give up. And hopefully those players are the same. But we've got to be realistic and say that the semi-final is our biggest game of the season again now. And we just need to get that, that- team, team and squad prepared for that, if you know what I mean, over the next few weeks. Yeah, I think I think with with all due respect to the rest of the league, I, that that obviously takes on less importance. I don't think Michael Beale's the the type of manager to you know, completely give up on it. it. We will still have a strong squad because we let's face it, we can right. And yeah. um, you know the the the, the cup semi final will we'll get there when we get there. That's that's not until mid uh, what is that mid April that we're playing that one right. So. Yes, yeah, the, yeah, 19th or something like that, 19th, yeah, yeah. 20th, something like that. Yeah. So, so we we don't have to worry about that for a little while. We've uh, we've got a few games to be played until then. So, um, so yeah, I think as you said earlier, this is about finding a form and structure that's going to work for not just this season, but the seasons going forward as well. Uh, new players coming in or or what have you. So, in terms of that team, then for for this game. How, how do you see that going? Uh, you know, predict any major changes from uh, from, from the cup game against Wraith, or are we looking at you know a very similar team to uh, what we've seen in fact over the past couple of games? I think it'll be very similar. I think it will be McGregor and goal. Obviously, I think the back four kind of picks itself. Uh, I would like to see Yilmaz 
Kent minutes. Uh, hopefully, um, hopefully we're two or three up and they can bring him on for 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, the midfield, I'm sure it'll be Ryan Jack that starts in front of Lundstrom. Raskin will play. Uh, don't know what's happened with Tillman. He was, I don't know, I, I, he was maybe back last weekend and he didn't mm-hmm. play him. So, don't know, maybe it's just maybe not quite, he, you know, the injury, whatever it is he has, maybe hasn't healed properly as yet. Hopefully he'll be back in the team. Uh, but the team almost picks itself at the minute, doesn't it, uh, Andrew? Because, uh, as I say, Michael Beale has turned and said, if you're in possession of that jersey, it's yours. So, yeah, if you're part of a team that's just you know gone on that unbeaten run, then you should feel entitled to stay in the squad. I think, you know, it's a couple of interesting players you bring up. Uh, Yilmaz, I think, potentially might actually start this game because... Uh, Borna might be heading back to Croatia to to look after his new kid. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that that's uh, that's a potential factor. Well, I that's think, good. So yeah, I think uh, there was a reason they wanted to get uh, Ridvan up to speed, kind of sooner rather than later. Obviously, he had that sixty minutes in the B team game. There was an internal game that he uh, he took part in as well, and and then obviously got some more minutes uh, during the Wraith game. So. It'd be interesting to see what he does bring to the team when uh, when Borna drops out. Uh, Michael Beale said as much that that when you know that happy event does occur, uh, that the plan is to to give Borna a little time off to uh, to go and you know be a dad, I guess. So, yeah, of course. And it'll so, be good to see yeah. Yilmaz. The one thing I have noticed any time I have seen Yilmaz, uh, it, it's great the way. He just passes and goes forward, Andrew. He, he just wants to go forward all the time. Uh, where Borna will sit in a little bit deeper. He he is an attacking fullback. He's actually looks like a wing back to me, but we're playing with the back four at the minute. So, but that's what he looks like to me. He's a wing back. He just wants to go forward. He wants to play one twos. He wants to get into the opponent's penalty box. Exactly what I want to see, to be honest, from Rangers. So I'm quite excited. Uh, if he does start on Saturday to see what he can do, at, you know, particularly away from home, where mm-hmm. you know we can find it that little bit harder sometimes, you know. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting. And if he does start, I'll be delighted, Andrew. Actually, I've got to say, I will be happy about that. Yeah, uh, he's he's certainly a, a different type of player. I think that the concern is obviously with his build. If he's too slight for the Scottish game, certainly Motherwell would be a hell of a test for him because uh, they, they're generally fairly uncompromising when it when it comes to uh, the challenges, uh, and they and definitely will be uh, up at their place. So well, they play the big lad uh, Mugabe mm. uh, at right back, don't they? So he's no stinking violet. So <laughs> yeah, that'll be a bit of a mismatch. In Hate, but we'll see how he does. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what I think for one thing, it will certainly force him to maybe try something different as opposed to run to byline and then cross or yeah, exactly. cut back. So um, he is certainly a type of player who can do that. I think the the brief moments that we have seen him so far, he does look to be someone who who tries something different. He has got a bit of variety to his game. It's just a question of whether they'll let him actually do that or not. So. Um, in terms of the rest, then, uh, as you say, I, I, I agree with you. I think Jack comes in for Lundstrom, no question. Uh, the Tillman situation is interesting. I think we, we saw him come back, obviously, for the cup final, but there, there's a question about whether he was 100% for that or maybe he was rushed back, you know. And so I, I think it, it's possible that we'll probably give him not only this game, but also part of that uh, 
break as well to see if he can rest up, get healed, and then come back for the that next block of games, as it were, uh, fighting fit. It'll be fascinating to see what does happen because, you know, we've got Cantwell effectively playing in the position that he plays in right now. And yeah. we'll, it'll be interesting to see how we juggle that. Going forward, I think uh, it was Dave who was talking on the uh, the pod previously that, you know, we, we need both of these players. We, we need both of them fit because we want to rotate. We want to have the options. Uh, we've got someone like Yanis Hadji who also plays in that position as well. So we, we, we've certainly got options right there. It's a question of getting them back up to fitness and, and seeing how we can rotate and maybe combine or, or use them in different ways. So fascinating from that perspective. But yeah, other than that, I agree. I think the team does pick itself. Sakala, Kent and Charlie all come in. No questions as far as I'm concerned. Um, so yeah, all, all good stuff, I think, from that perspective. I think, well, yeah. Um, I, I... The thing about Tillman is that I, I think if he's in any way fit, he'll probably be on the bench. I don't think he'll start him because he's played once in about a month now, isn't it? So, um, And Cantwell's doing well there. As you say, you've got Hadji that can cover in there as well. That's three good players for that one position. It's, it's a nice position to be in, Andrew. And for me, I, I like Tillman. I think he's a cracking player. But, yeah, I've got no qualms about starting Todd Cantwell there because he's been very, very impressive since he's arrived at the club really pleased to see it well that that's it right it's it's always good to have two strong players competing for a position uh as, as nice as it would be to play all of your strongest players unfortunately we've been in a position where over the past couple of years we've had to play all our strongest players because that's all we had fit or yeah those, those were the only ones who were actually really good in the team so having squad options that's that's what it's about we only have to look over the other side of the city to see you know, when we're making a substitute and all respect to Scott Wright, doesn't it inspire a massive amount of uh, of joy? And, yep, he's a game changer, as opposed to some of their sub bench that they can turn to. So having those rotation options, having game changers that can be on the bench and not just Scott Arfield, who I love, but with all due respect to him, is not the same type of game changer as I think some of these other players can be. So... It's good for us to have these strong players in positions where they are fighting over one jersey. I think that only makes our team and our squad stronger. So we look good for it, uh, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Totally agree. Um, and I think Scott Arfield will be on the bench as well. And yep. he'll come on with his usual 20 minutes to go and probably bag is another. <laughs> it's kind of what he does, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I would always have Scott Arfield. As long as he's still fit enough to do that for us, I would always have him on the bench and I would always bring him on to do that. There's because... a question for you, actually. Would you give him another contract, Andrew? I think, you know, if he feels fit enough and he's comfortable with his position in the squad, I absolutely would. Um, I think he's someone who is quite comfortable with with that being part of his role. I think, obviously, any player wants to be part of the starting eleven, but I think Arfield is probably someone who's more realistic about where he is. I think he knows his body. He's always struck me as someone who's quite self-aware and quite in touch with that side of the game in terms of the, the wider picture and the tactical side of it. I think he's someone who's talked in the past about wanting to go into the coaching setup as well. So yeah, he, there, there's a there's a path for him there at Rangers. If he does want to do that, if he does want to go down that route, I think we would absolutely be helpful to him. And he's not exactly on a he's not one of the top earners at the, at the club. So he's he's, a, he's a, certainly a guy I would not have any issues giving another year to because 
he still absolutely has something to offer for me. So, yeah, I think it's going to be something we'll talk about in more detail once the season's ended. I think we want to look at a transfer pod. We'll break down who's in, who's out, who's staying, who's going. And maybe even if we feel up to it, have a look at potential uh, players who can come in. But that'll be for another day. Um, But yeah, to answer your question in a long-winded fashion, yes, I love Scott Arfield. I would happily keep him around for another season. Odd enough, I tend to agree with you, but I'll for a slightly different reason for me, actually. I, I, he's become one of the older and senior players, and with McGregor and uh, Stephen Davis probably leaving, that's part of a, a major reason why I would keep him, just a bit of continuity um, and a Rangers man, if you if you know what I mean in that sense. So I would tend to agree with you, I must admit. I would have him there for next season. Yeah, Uh so we'll we'll move on from that. I think you know we we never really do score predictions on this because we tend to always go yeah Rangers will win obviously. But yeah, um, I'm I'm not expecting anything horrible for us. And let's not make me eat my words, Rangers. Let's just get a comfy win. We've got a couple of other bits of news to get to. Uh, first of all, uh, news that uh, the U.S. businesswoman Carly Fox has withdrawn her offer to buy Rangers shares. Uh, she was the one in case anyone's not familiar with this, was trying to buy a controlling stake, but seemed to be made up of basically a number of capital investors, a number of people who wanted to put money into the club, but she was basically the face of them, if you like. Um, this this was something that was met with a bit of resistance from obviously the club's internal shareholders. You know, naturally they, they feel like they have the best interests of the club at heart. This, this American woman, with all due respect to her, He's probably not a lifelong Rangers fan. And anytime someone who's in charge of uh, capital investors is looking to get involved, they're, they're not probably looking to... I don't think anyone invests in a football club to you know, have a long-term sustained investment. They're looking to make money. And a football club, especially in Scotland, uh, even if it is one of the more successful teams, well, hey, how, at this moment, the most successful team in Scotland... You're you're still not going to be turning over massive riches from that. Uh, certainly without you know not putting any major money of your own in. So I do think that's a good thing on the face of it. It is you know potentially money into the club, but I think it's it's difficult to say how much of that money would actually have made it onto the pitch. If you see what I mean. Absolutely. Listen, I'm delighted to hear that. Actually, um, did a little bit of digging on it uh, at the time when we first heard it and didn't like the idea at all. Um, as you said, uh, I've got very little I can add to what you've just said. They're not there. Or they wouldn't be coming in for the benefit of Rangers. They're coming in for the benefit of, them, benefit of themselves, Andrew, and we don't want people like that. Uh, better the devil you know to a certain degree, mm-hmm. but, but at the same time, uh, I think most of us all know how we feel on... Most of us know <laughs> how we feel... <laughs> On this pod at the minute, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the current board in, in just a second. Yeah, but, that was for um, Dave. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But we, um, you know, I think I, I agree with you in in terms of wanting investors into the club. It, it's football. It's an emotive thing. You do want someone who has an emotional connection because I, I think, to be honest, they're more inclined to give you money and, and not expect to see a lot of it back. At least not instantly, and at least not without you know, investing it so that it does pay those dividends on the park. Capital investment firms are, are looking for a quick return. Uh, a season for them is how quick they want that return to be. 
And that's not going to happen unless Scottish football has a drastic upheaval um, in the next uh, in the next couple of years, which, as we've seen with every attempt uh, to make changes to Scottish football thus far, isn't feels to happen. Quite, quite. So, yeah, I think that is on the whole positive news for us. Uh, you know, we're looking for any prospective Rangers billionaires who do want to throw money into the club. That's fine, but. Uh, it's it's very much like uh, buying a car. Don't expect to make money on it um, <laughs> for the most part. Exactly, yeah. So final, final bit of news uh, that we wanted to touch on is uh, the ongoing situation that we have with the Union Bears. Now, you guys obviously talked about that in a fair amount of detail on the uh, review pod. I think the only kind of question I wanted to ask from you, Kenny, is, uh, you know, do you think we're likely to see a reaction to that? From the uh, from the away fans come the Motherwell game, uh, or, or yeah, but, yeah. What, what's your view on that? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think yes. I think the Union Bears will be there. I think they will take a banner with them. Uh, what what that banner will you know will say? I don't quite know. Uh, um, I was going to say, Kenny, is it something that will get past the police on the way into the ground or not? You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, exactly. But you know, being serious about it, Andrew. Uh, if you, you know, heard what we had said last night, obviously, which I know you did, but um, mm-hmm. I, the, the, this our board can't win with this. Uh, in my opinion, they, they have to uh, be realistic, be a little bit more accepting of things, and a lot of fans aren't happy. The Union Bears don't speak for anybody but themselves. But at the end of the day. What's happened here is not a good look for our football club and it needs resolved. Uh, and I don't see it getting resolved particularly quickly. I don't know what you think about that, but I, I just don't see it being resolved particularly quickly. I think this is going to get worse. Um, and I do think they'll try and have a banner on, on Saturday. Yes, I do. Yeah, I think from my perspective, although the, the board are the custodians of the club, the, the club is still nothing without the fans. The Union Bears represent an element of the sport. They're, they're not as you say, representative of the entire sport, but they certainly are a group of fans who, for whatever other opinions you might have about them, are certainly passionate about supporting Rangers. So, yes, they are. So, for, from my perspective, I, I think it would be better to keep them on sides. I think it is one of these things that can only be resolved by open and honest dialogue. If the board have issues with something the uh, fans have to say, um, as as long as it is an opinion that is not going to get us in trouble with broadcasters or, you know, from a legal standpoint in terms of uh, potentially attacking the police, uh, then they should be completely entitled to air that opinion publicly. Uh, the the banner that, you know, apparently removed was the uh, ACAB banner, but, yeah. the, you know, the, the banner they were displaying was uh, commentating on Ross Wilson's job performance. And frankly, you know, we, we say much worse about Ross Wilson on a weekly basis on this podcast. So, um, um, I, and listen, uh, what you've just said is absolutely nailed on. It's, it, there's nothing wrong with that banner, even the ACAB one. It's not the, you see it uh, up and down every other gr- ground in, the, in Britain here, actually. It's, um, I don't really understand what our board's thinking is on this and uh, I hope it gets resolved Andrew but I'm, as I said I'm not convinced it will be I think the Union Bears now have a bee in their bonnet and to be fair to them quite rightly so 
So yeah, and unfortunately, not that we ever want to just prejudge situations at the boards. You guys were, in fact, quite fair to them when it when it came to this, because obviously we don't know, right? So. Yeah. I, that, that's where I am at the moment. I'd like to hope that it gets resolved, uh, that people can be grown ups and uh, and figure this one out. But we shall see how it goes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, I don't have anything much more to to cover, Kenny. Unless you had anything major you wanted to bring up for the preview. No, I don't. I, I think we've pretty much covered it, mate. And listen, it's bring it on. I'm looking forward to Saturday. It's a uh, you know, I'm not going to the game. I'll be, I'll be working, so it'll be on in my work, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, hopefully we no. get the three points and down the road. Yep, let's uh, let's keep on trucking as far as that goes. Yes, exactly. Uh, long, long may the winning run continue. So, uh, yep, Kenny, again, uh, massive pleasure for you coming on for this one, mate. I really appreciate that. So, so thank you, pal. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. I've enjoyed it. It's been great. No, that's always appreciated, Ben. And uh, also, I thank the listeners. Uh, you know, you're the reason why we keep doing this. You keep listening. We'll keep uh, podcasting. Uh, we can be found here, there, and everywhere. We're on, I think, every social media under the sun now. Uh, it has even got some TikTok, which I don't profess to understand, but he's still posting up videos on there, and uh, they're getting views. So, you know, <laughs> someone's watching, right? Yeah. Um, we're uh, yeah we're here there and everywhere we've got youtube we've got facebook we've got twitter instagram in fact uh we are on pretty much every uh podcasting network as well apple music spotify we are all over the shop so uh you can find us on all of those we encourage you to like share review subscribe all of those lovely things because every single one of them we read we appreciate we, we send our love back to you. Um, thank you for doing that. The hateful ones we, we send to each other and, and say it's a direct reflection on whoever was on the podcast. So the good thing is, because Chris is on every single podcast, we can always direct it at him. So we encourage you to do that. Say, yeah. say something nice about us and Kenny. Say that you prefer when Chris isn't there. We always love that. <laughs> we do, actually. It's very funny when Chris gets it. It's really good. I'll send so, you on yeah. Twitter. 100%. So we encourage you to do that. If you do have any specific uh, comments, ideas for pods, something you want to talk about, hell, something you want to come on and discuss yourself, you can reach us by emailing contact at saturdayat3.co.uk. Uh, again, love to hear any kind of feedback at all, even if it's negative. You know, we're, it's still all valuable as far as we're concerned. So thank you again for listening. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time out to do so. Until then, hope your team wins this Saturday. Bye for now.